lots of different uh, perspectives on Jesus uh, entering into our world in the form of a baby. Lots of perspectives then and lots of perspectives now. And I want to take the next uh, few minutes to encourage us really with what I believe is the most profound truth surrounding Christmas. It's really the truth that makes Christmas Christmas. Beyond the presents, beyond the trees, beyond the hot cocoa and the everything else, the tinsel and the lights, the, there's one profound truth that makes Christmas Christmas, really that changes everything. And we see it in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 that I read earlier. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates God with us. That the fact that God took on flesh and became a man and dwelt among us, that truth changes everything. Whether you're Simeon, who had long awaited and Ask the Lord to let him live until he would behold the Savior. Whether you're Herod and, and God threatens your kingdom that you've made for yourself and threatens your reign. Whether you're Mary and you're forced to do something that the world doesn't want any part of. Whether you're Joseph and you're asked to embrace something that you had nothing to do with. Whether you're the wise men, whether you're the lowly shepherds out tending a flock, the fact that God took on flesh, dwelt among us, changes everything. See, Jesus bore many titles, and every single one of them brings with it a truth, whether it's joy or peace or salvation, all speaking to the totality of of what he came to do, every single one of them. But what makes Emmanuel so personal, so, so real for us, is that the King of kings and the Lord of lords stepped out of the portals of heaven and took on flesh and dwelt, literally dwelt amongst his people. Think about that. I, I, a king... Leaving the protection, the safety, every, leaving the palace and coming and dwelling as a man. That, that's the kind of stuff that our fairy tales are made of. To this afternoon or this morning, Sarah Grace and I, my daughter, we watched uh, Cinderella. It's the kind of things that, that fairy tales are made out of. But more than any other blessing, more the, the blessing of His presence changes everything in our lives. This was just not a historic event. This is an historic event that was personal and has personal ramifications for every single one of us. He, he did not just mail you a gift. He, did not just, he didn't just send you a note of encouragement. He didn't just think about you this Christmas. He came and dwelt amongst you. He visited His people. John 1, chapter 1, verse 14 says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
And we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Jesus has come to us and offered us this grace and this truth and eternal life through the forgiveness of our sins. And this truth changes everything. Again, as we saw in that video, there are all sorts of reactions to Emmanuel. There are all sorts of reactions to God with us. And hear me, every single reaction comes with a consequence. For Joseph, there was a consequence for, for, for be behaving and believing in faith. For Mary, there was a consequence. For Herod, there was a consequence. For the shepherds, for the magi, there was a consequence. For Simeon, there was a consequence. And I ask you tonight, what's the consequence for where you are? What's the consequence for God taking on flesh and dwelling amongst us? Who might you most resemble in that video? The question, the question that some of us in here might be asking based on this is just a simple question. Why did He come? Why did God take on flesh? Why, why did He take on flesh and come and dwell among us? And beyond that, why don't people embrace His coming? The, re the reality is this, that Luke 19.10 really sums up Jesus' whole purpose for coming, and he says this For the Son of Man, Jesus, has come to seek and save that which is lost. Jesus signifies God's saving efforts for his creation, and he personally came to seek and save that which was lost. Sin had, creation had sinned, Creation had fallen short. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That sin had separated God's creation from its Creator. That sin had alienated creation from its Creator. Made, made God's creation its enemies. And God in His great love and His great mercy sent His own Son on a rescue mission to seek and save that which was lost. Please understand, more than anything else, that is the reason that Jesus came in the form of a baby and was born in Bethlehem that night in a manger. It was a gift. The ultimate gift. Ultimately, that little baby in that manger would grow up, lead a perfect life. Ultimately, he would be crucified for sins he never committed charged with crimes he never committed, accused of acts that he never committed. The perfect, sinless Son of God, Jesus, Emmanuel, would hang on a cross and pay the penalty for your sin and for my sin. That little baby born in a manger would take my sin upon him. And He would take your sin upon Him. And He would offer to exchange that sin for righteousness. You say, why righteousness? Because only righteous people get into heaven. Only righteous people measure up. 
2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21 says, For He made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sent on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus personally died, personally gave up His life for my sin and your sin, personally died, that we could have eternal life. Emmanuel, God with us. There's no other king that can claim, there's no other so-called God that can claim these truths, that they dwell amongst their people, but Jesus dwelt personally amongst His people. Sometimes in our own lives, with a crowd this size, I'm sure some of us come to Christmas with, it's possible that there are fractures in relationships. And oftentimes in those relationships, it requires somebody taking the initiative to go to the other person and offer restoration, to offer peace, to offer to make that relationship healed. Please understand, that's Emmanuel. That's God with us. That's God coming to each single, every single one of us, each and every one of us, and offering to reconcile, to repair a broken relationship because of sin. Sin had to be dealt with, and God in His great love and His great mercy, put His own Son on a cross to deal with sin. And how we respond to that changes everything. Romans 10, 9 says this, If we confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You say, saved from what? You will be saved from paying the penalty of sin yourself, which is death. You'll be saved from the wrath of God falling upon you because it fell upon Christ. See, there's a, the beauty of gifts is this. Every single gift, think about this. Every single gift under your tree, every single gift that you receive this Christmas is going to be sourced in a relationship. A relationship. And the relationship between us and God begins here at the forgiveness of our sin. Through admitting our sin, through calling out to Christ to forgive our sin, Emmanuel, God with us, acknowledging that it was our sin that nailed Him to that cross, acknowledging that we could not get to God on our own, so God came to us. That, that's the truest gift of Christmas, God reconciling mankind to Himself. Through the forgiveness of sins, we're adopted as children of God. A new relationship of father and son has begun. And it's through this relationship that the fullness of Emmanuel and all the blessings of Emmanuel flow through. But, but don't stop in the manger. Don't, don't, don't let the story stop in the manger. Jesus came ultimately... To die. To die for your sin, to die for my sin, to pay our sin debt. And all the blessings, all the gifts of Emmanuel flow through a relationship by faith with God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. Changes everything. That, that is Emmanuel, God offering a way for our relationship with Him to be repaired. 
for sin to be forgiven, for to no longer be called slaves, but sons and daughters, no longer sinners, but, but righteous. For some of us here tonight, that might be the truth of Emmanuel that we need to grasp. Salvation. Some of us in here may say, you know what, Chris, I've already done that. So, so what, what's Emmanuel got for me? What does that mean for me? I've already done that. I get that God came and dwelt among us. What impact does it have for today? And, and I want to speak to that for just a moment. You might say, you know what, Jesus walking and talking and living amongst the people in that time, that was, that was good and well, but what about today? How, how does Emmanuel affect my today? Listen to me, the truth of Emmanuel goes way beyond salvation. As if that wasn't enough. God, God doesn't simply offer us a relationship, forgive us our sin and leave us alone. He takes us in, He cares for us, He personally cares for us. He meets our needs personally. That is Emmanuel. The reality is this, is that God is always with us. When salvation is received by grace through faith, Christ enters us. Listen to me. He literally lives in us. God with us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Don't, don't stop with the manger. Don't stop even with salvation of the fullness of of Emmanuel. This is not just something that happened in Bethlehem. Don't stop with Christ for you or with you. Realize if you're a believer in here tonight, Jesus, the truth of Emmanuel is that God is in you. He is in you. The Bible says he literally lives in you. So no longer is it God with you, literally believer, Christ dwells in you. Listen to John 14:16. He says, I will ask the Father and He will send you another helper that He may be with you forever. John 14, 18 says this, I will not leave you as orphans. You hear that? We have His presence. Listen to 1 Corinthians 3, 16. It says, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? The mystery of Christianity, the beauty, the fullness of Emmanuel is summed up in Colossians 1.27. It says this, Christ is in you. The, the beauty of Emmanuel is this, that it still changes everything. God is still with us, namely, He is in us. As much as He, as much as he was when He walked this earth, He is still with us. He is in us. He lives in us. John 14, 16, it says, I will send you another helper. That word another means another of the same kind. Literally, the Holy Spirit is just as if Jesus was walking with you, only He is in you, believer. Think about that. Emmanuel, God with us. It goes bigger than that. God is in us. When Jesus left this earth after dying on the cross and being resurrected, after paying the penalty for our sin, listen, to, He left us the Holy Spirit, a helper just as when He was here. But what this means is this, that God is still with us. Better yet, He is in us. The Bible declares this truth, listen to me, over 200 times the New Testament declares this truth. God, that Christ is in you. 
There is not a single other religion, there is not a single other movement that makes this claim. No other religious movement implies the presence of its founder in its followers. Muhammad doesn't dwell in Muslims. Buddha doesn't dwell in Buddhists. But God dwells in His people in the person of the Holy Spirit. God is with us. I want us to grasp this this Christmas. This is not a truth for then in Bethlehem, you know, for that, that generation that was living there and we have nothing to do with. This is a truth for us now. The hope and the beauty and the fullness and the gift of Emmanuel did not die with Christ. He lives in us today, believers. And that changes everything. The truth of Emmanuel is just as good for us today as it was when Jesus physically walked on this earth. God with us brings real, lasting hope. Why? He is in us. Peace to every situation. He's in us. The ability to face whatever it is we have to face in our lives. Why? Because Christ is in us. The Bible offers numerous promises, and every single one of them, Christ promises that He will personally meet that need. L listen to just for a moment as I thought about this. Uh, may maybe you come in here full of anxiety this Christmas. Listen to, what G listen to 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your anxiety upon me, because I care for you. Personal. God with us. Maybe you're feeling alone this Christmas. Listen to Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you can confidently say, it says, so we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. Listen, he says, I will never leave you. I'm with you. Maybe you come into this here tonight in your burden. Listen to what Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You hear the personal nature of it? It's personal. Maybe you've come in here and you're worried. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication make, and thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's personal. Maybe you've come in here and you're full of questions. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the, I'm the truth. Maybe you've come in here and you've lost your way. You know what he says also? He says, I am the way, Jesus says. It's personal. And maybe you've come in here needing forgiveness. 1 John 1, 6 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Personal. He's with us. Maybe lacking hope. 1 Peter 1.3, Jesus offers Himself as a living hope. It's personal. He's with us. We could go on and on, but here's my point. Here's my point. Jesus personally addresses every single one of our needs. Then and now. It's personal. What we need is found in the person of Jesus. It's the power of presence. Every single one of these blessings flows through a personal relationship, the presence of Jesus, not only with us anymore, literally in us, believer. It's presence. We have a, we have a Savior who walked 
at the roads that we walk to dealt what we walk, what we deal with Hebrews 4:15 says we do not have a high priest Jesus who cannot sympathize with our weakness but in every way he was tempted yet was without sin he sympathizes and he's with us The writer of the Gospel of John says, Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world, in us. His presence is in us, it's with us. The, the beauty of Emmanuel is this, is that we have a Savior who is not indifferent to his people. He is a God of sympathy. He is a God of presence. He came to us, and now He dwells in us. That, that is Emmanuel. That is Christmas. The total picture of Christmas. And His personal presence changes everything. The fact that Jesus would come to this earth and pursue a personal relationship with His people changes everything. It's a living joy. It's a living hope. It's not a, it's not a yesterday hope that we're drawing off of today. It's a living hope. It's not a joy that happened years ago and we're drawing off of it. It's a living joy. That is why God came. Having the truth that, that our sin is forgiven and that, that we are saved, that we belong to God, that we've been adopted by God, that we can be indwelt by God, that ought to change everything about our lives. The truth that Jesus came to offer us salvation and all that goes with us to offer us a relationship, a personal relationship. That's Christmas. That's Emmanuel, God with us. It's a, it's a relationship that transcends circumstances. It's a relationship that transcends time. It transcends geography. God is with us. I thought about this the other day. Taylor, I think Taylor Guthrie is here dark i can't see but i saw the video where he came back and surprised his mom for christmas think about that a mom who hasn't seen their son in a very long time shows up for christmas presence changes everything and god's presence in us changes everything i, I promise you there's people in this in this room today that could name someone right now whose presence would change everything about Christmas. Emmanuel changes everything about Christmas. God's presence is with us. He is in us now. The truth of Christmas is that God is with us. He came to us. He offered us to him. He offered himself to us and now lives in us, believer. Emmanuel, grasp that. Believe that. Let that truth that you literally believe are a temple of the living God, let that, let that truth permeate every area of our life. Let that change every area of our life, that we're never alone, that God is with us. And as, as Lee and John begin to light these candles, I want to I say one more thing about Emmanuel is this. It's not only is Emmanuel God with us a reality, but Emmanuel is present in and through us. Listen, so we physically become the visible presence of Christ to others. Do you get that? God dwells in us. We are to be the physical presence of Christ to others. 
Matthew 5 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and do what? Glorify your Father in heaven. God lives in us. He dwells in us. He, he lives out through us so that others would see Him, not us. That's Emmanuel. Christ is literally living through us in front of a world who needs to know of Him. That's Emmanuel. When, when people see us, they ought to see Christ. We are the vehicles that God has chosen to represent Him in the midst of a world that is very needy, in the midst of a world that's fallen. God lives through us to show Himself to others through our light shining. That candle in front of you represents what your life is to represent in your neighborhood, in your home, in your community, literally Christ in you, living through you and shining through you. God desiring to show Himself through us, Emmanuel. God with us and now in us. As you, as you light your candle and as we close out this service, let it represent the light that we're supposed to be in our community. Let, let it represent the, the fact of God living through us and in us. But also the light that we're to be to the world. Christ shining through us. Emmanuel. Let it represent the fact that God is with us. That little baby in a manger was a reminder. God is with us. You're never alone. You're never without. He's with us. And I pray, the, I pray that the, the power of that truth, the reality of that truth will impact our lives every day. May that be the gift that we get this Christmas. The reality that God is in us. The reality that God sent His Son into the world to seek and save, to seek and save that which is lost. That He would dwell in them, that He would live through them, that He would do His works through His people, that, that His people would then be the light of the world, that others would see us and see Him. I pray that we would grasp that truth this Christmas. Not only is God with us, but more than that, He's in us. Emmanuel.